When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The poem says, Human voices wake us, and we drown. But I've made this podcast with the belief that human voices are what we need. And so, whether from a year or 3,000 years ago, whether poetry or prose, whether fiction or diary or biography, here are the best things we have ever thought, written, or said. The Sleepers by Walt Whitman I wander all night in my vision, stepping with light feet, swiftly and noiselessly stepping and stopping, bending with open eyes over the shut eyes of sleepers, wandering and confused, lost to myself, ill-assorted, contradictory pausing and gazing and bending and stopping. How solemn they look there, stretched and still. How quiet they breathe, the little children in their cradles. The wretched features of ennuis, the white features of corpses, the livid faces of drunkards, the sick gray faces of onanists. The gashed bodies on battlefields, the insane in their strong-doored rooms, the sacred idiots, the newborn emerging from gates and the dying emerging from gates. The night pervades them and enfolds them. The married couple sleeps calmly in their bed, he with his palm on the hip of his wife, and she with her palm on the hip of the husband. The sisters sleep lovingly side by side in their bed. The men sleep lovingly side by side in theirs. And the mother sleeps with her little child carefully wrapped. The blind sleep and the deaf and dumb sleep. The prisoner sleeps well in the prison. The runaway son sleeps. The murderer that is to be hung next day. How does he sleep? And the murdered person, how does he sleep? The female that loves unrequited sleeps, and the male that loves unrequited sleeps. The head of the moneymaker that plotted all day sleeps, and the enraged and treacherous dispositions sleep. I stand with drooping eyes by the worst suffering and restless. I pass my hands soothingly to and fro a few inches from them. The restless sink in their beds. They fitfully sleep. The earth recedes from me into the night. I saw that it was beautiful, and I see that what is not the earth is beautiful. I go from bedside to bedside. 
I sleep close with the other sleepers, each in turn. I dream in my dream all the dreams of the other dreamers, and I become the other dreamers. I am a dance, play up there, the fit is whirling me fast. I am the ever laughing, it is the new moon and twilight. I see the hiding of douciers, I see the nimble ghosts whichever way I look, cash and cash again deep in the ground and sea, and where it is neither ground or sea. Well do they do their jobs, those journeymen divine. Only from me can they hide nothing, and would not if they could. I reckon I am their boss, and they make me a pet besides, and surround me and lead me and run ahead when I walk, and lift their cunning covers and signify me with stretched arms, and resume the way. Onward we move, a gay gang of black guards, with mirth-shouting music, and wild, flapping pennants of joy. I am the actor and the actress, the voter, the politician, the emigrant and the exile, the criminal that stood in the box, he who has been famous, and he who shall be famous after today. The stammerer, the well-formed person, the wasted or feeble person. I am she who adorned herself and folded her hair expectantly. My truant lover has come, and it is dark. Double yourself and receive me darkness. Receive me with my lover too. He will not let me go without him. I roll myself upon you as upon a bed. I resign myself to the dust. He whom I call answers me and takes the place of my lover. He rises with me silently from the bed. Darkness, you are gentler than my lover. His flesh was sweaty and panting. I feel the hot moisture yet that he left me. My hands are spread forth. I pass them in all directions. I would sound up the shadowy shore to which you are journeying. Be careful, darkness. Already, what was it touched me? I thought my lover had gone, else darkness and he are one. I hear the heartbeat. I follow. I fade away. O oh, hot-cheeked and blushing, O oh, foolish hectic, O oh, for pity's sake, no one must see me now. My clothes were stolen while I was abed. Now I am thrust forth, where shall I run? Peer that I saw dimly last night when I looked from the windows. Peer out from the main. Let me catch myself with you and stay. I will not chafe you. I feel ashamed to go naked about the world, and am curious to know where my feet stand. And what is this flooding me, childhood or manhood? and the hunger that crosses the bridge between. The cloth laps a first sweet, eating and drinking, laps life-swelling yolks, laps ear of rose-corn, milky and just ripened. The white teeth stay, and the boss-tooth advances in darkness, 
and liquor is spilled on lips and bosoms by touching glasses, and the best liquor afterward. I descend my western course, my sinews are flaccid, perfume and youth course through me, and I am their wake. It is my face yellow and wrinkled instead of the old woman's. I sit low in a straw-bottomed chair and carefully darn my grandson's stockings. It is I, too, the sleepless widow, looking out on the winter midnight. I see the sparkles of starshine on the icy and pallid earth. A shroud I see, and I am the shroud. I wrap a body and lie in the coffin. It is dark here, underground. It is not evil or pain here. It is blank here, for reasons. It seems to me that everything in the light and air ought to be happy. Whoever is not in his coffin in the dark grave, let him know he has enough. I see a beautiful, gigantic swimmer swimming naked through the eddies of the sea. His brown hair lies close and even to his head. He strikes out with courageous arms. He urges himself with his legs. I see his white body. I see his undaunted eyes. I hate the swift running eddies that would dash him head foremost on the rocks. What are you doing, you ruffianly, red trickled waves? Will you kill the courageous giant? Will you? kill him in the prime of his middle age. Steady and long he struggles. He is baffled and banged and bruised. He holds out while his strength holds out. The slapping eddies are spotted with his blood. They bear him away. They roll him and swing him and turn him. His beautiful body is born in the circling eddies. It is continually bruised on the rocks. Swiftly and out of sight is born the brave corpse. I turn but do not extricate myself. Confused, a past reading, another but with darkness yet. The beach is cut by the razory ice wind. The wreck gun sounds, the tempest lulls, and the moon comes floundering through the drifts. I look where the ship helplessly heads and on. I hear the burst as she strikes. I hear the howls of dismay. They grow fainter and fainter. I cannot aid with my ringing fingers. I can but rush to the surf and let it drench me and freeze upon me. I search with the crowd. Not one of the company is washed to us alive. In the morning I help pick up the dead and lay them in rows in a barn. Now of the old war days, the defeat at Brooklyn, Washington stands inside the lines. He stands on the entrenched hills amid a crowd of officers. His face is cold and damp. He cannot repress the weeping drops. He lifts the glass perpetually to his eyes. The color is blanched from his cheeks. He sees the slaughter of the southern braves confided to him by their parents. The same at last and at last when peace is declared, 
He stands in the room of the old tavern, the well-beloved soldiers all pass through. The officers, speechless and slow, draw near in their turns. The chief encircles their necks with his arms and kisses them on the cheek. He kisses lightly the wet cheeks, one after another. He shakes hands and bids goodbye to the army. Now I tell what my mother told me today, as we sat at dinner together, of when she was a nearly grown girl living home with her parents on the old homestead. A red squaw came one breakfast time to the old homestead. On her back she carried a bundle of rushes for rush-bottoming chairs. Her straight, shiny, coarse, black, and profuse half-enveloped enveloped her face. Her step was free and elastic. Her voice sounded exquisitely as she spoke. My mother looked in delight and amazement at the stranger. She looked at the beauty of her tall-born face and full and pliant limbs. And the more she looked upon her, she loved her. Never before had she seen such wonderful beauty and purity. She made her sit on the bench by the jam of the fireplace. She cooked food for her. She had no work to give her, but she gave her remembrance and fondness. The red squaw stayed all afternoon, and toward the middle of the afternoon she went away. Oh, my mother was loath to have her go away. All the week she thought of her. She watched for her many a month. She remembered her many a winter and many a summer. But the red squaw never came nor was heard of there again. Now Lucifer was not dead, or if he was, I am his sorrowful, terrible heir. I have been wronged. I am oppressed. I hate him that oppresses me. I will either destroy him, or he shall release me. Damn him! How does he defile me? How he informs against my brother and sister, and takes pay for their blood. How he laughs when I look down the bend after the steamboat that carries away my woman. Now the vast dusk bulk that is the whale's bulk, it seems mine. Warily, sportsman, though I lie so sleepy and sluggish, my tap is death. A show of the summer softness, a contact of something unseen, an amour of the light and air, I am jealous and overwhelmed with friendliness, and will go gallivant with the light and the air myself, and have an unseen something to be in contact with them also. Oh, love and summer, you are in the dreams and in me, autumn and winter in the dreams, the farmer goes with his thrift, the droves and crops increase, the barns are well filled. Elements merge in the night, ships make tacks in the dreams, the sailor sails, the exile returns home. The fugitive returns unharmed, the immigrant is back beyond months and years. The poor Irishman lives in the simple house of his childhood with the well-known neighbors and faces. They warmly welcome him, he is barefoot again, he forgets he is well off. The Dutchman voyages home, and the Scotchman and Welchman voyage home. 
and the native of the Mediterranean voyages home. To every port of England and France and Spain enter well-filled ships. The Swiss foots it towards his hills. The Prussian goes his way and the Hungarian his way. And the Pole goes his way. The Swede returns and the Dane and Norwegian return. The homeward bound and the outward bound. The beautiful lost swimmer, the Anui, the Onanist, the female that loves unrequited, the moneymaker, the actor and actress, those through with their part and those waiting to commence, the affectionate boy, the husband and wife, the voter, the nominee that is chosen, the nominee that has failed, the great already known and the great any time after today, the stammerer, the sick, the perfect formed, the homely, the criminal that stood in the box, the judge that sat and sentenced him, the fluent lawyers, the jury, the audience, the laugher and weeper, the dancer, the midnight widow, the red squaw, the consumptive, the erisipilate, the idiot, he that is wronged, the antipodes, and everyone between this and them in the dark, I swear, they are avenged now. One is no better than the other. The night and sleep have likened them and restored them. I swear, they are all beautiful. Everyone that sleeps is beautiful. Everything in the dim night is beautiful. The wildest and bloodiest is over, and all is peace. Peace is always beautiful. The myth of heaven indicates peace and night. The myth of heaven indicates the soul. The soul is always beautiful. It appears more or it appears less. It comes or lags behind. It comes from its embowered garden and looks pleasantly on itself and encloses the world. Perfect and clean, the genitals previously jetting, and perfect and clean, the womb cohering, the head well grown and proportioned and plumb, and the bowels and joints proportioned and plumb. The soul is always beautiful. The universe is duly in order. Everything is in its place. What has arrived is in its place, and what waits is in its place. The twisted skull waits, the watery or rotten blood waits, the child of the glutton or venerally waits long, and the child of the drunkard waits long, and the drunkard himself waits long. The sleepers that lived and died wait, the far advanced are to go on in their turns and the far behind are to go on in their turns. The divers shall be no less diverse, but they shall flow and unite. They unite now. The sleepers are very beautiful as they lie unclothed. They flow hand in hand over the whole earth from east to west as they lie unclothed. The Asiatic and African are hand in hand. The European and American are hand in hand. 
Learned and unlearned are hand in hand, and male and female are hand in hand. The bare arm of the girl crosses the bare breast of her lover. They press close without lust. His lips press her neck. The father holds his grown or ungrown son in his arms with measureless love, and the son holds his father in his arms with measureless love. The white hair of the mother shines on the white wrist of the daughter. The breath of the boy goes with the breath of the man. Friend is inarmed by friend. The scholar kisses the teacher, the teacher kisses the scholar. The wronged is made right. The call of the slave is one with the master's call, and the master salutes the slave. The felon steps forth from the prison. The insane becomes sane. The suffering of sick persons is relieved. The sweatings and fevers stop. The throat that was unsound is sound. The lungs of the consumptive are resumed. The poor, distressed head is free. The joints of the rheumatic move as smoothly as ever and smoother than ever. Stiflings and passages open. The paralyzed become supple. The swelled and convulsed and congested awake to themselves in condition. They pass the invigoration of the night and the chemistry of the night and awake. I, too, pass from the night. I stay a while away, O night, but I return to you again and love you. Why should I be afraid to trust myself to you? I am not afraid. I have been well brought forward by you. I love the rich running day, but I do not desert her in whom I lay so long. I know not how I came of you, and I know not where I go with you. But I know I came well and shall go well. I will stop only a time with the night and rise betimes. I will duly pass the day, O my mother, and duly return to you. Not you will yield forth the dawn again more surely than you will yield forth me again. Not the womb yields the babe in its time more surely than I shall be yielded from you in my time. Any comments or suggestions for readings I should make in future episodes can be emailed to humanvoiceswakeus, the number one, at gmail.com. Links to each work used in this episode can be found in the episode description. If you enjoy Human Voices Wake Us, you can subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. The music here is Duke Ellington's Arabesque Cookie.